it's there. It's all there. Um, the seven, yeah, it's there. But we're not all here, mentally at least. You're listening to Lame, <sighs> yes. the Lexington asymptotic Marxist experience. Oh, where's my notes? Oh shit! It is it's uh, the 25th of February, 2021. That's correct. And I'm Jenry. I'm Aaron. And um, you can uh, contact us at our email, which is lexlamepod at gmail.com, and our Twitter, which I don't remember the handle Lame for. Pod. That would do it, folks. Um, which is, it's kind of redundant, our email, because, you know, we're the Lexington Well, it wasn't thing. just lame taken? Uh, no, I just chose LexLamePod. Wow, okay, well, we gotta go claim that, right? <laughs> yeah, we gotta go claim that. I'm but LexLamePod at gmail.com. It's like um, it's like Sharia law. It just trans when you when you yes. translate it all, it's just law law. Um, the Lexington Lexington. At the just before we get anything started off, I have a I have a uh, call to action for the Lexington Wikipedia. Uh, in in doing in doing research for this episode, keyboard warriors, ready up, get ready. In doing research for this episode, I was on the Lexington Wikipedia, and there's a list of city councilors that has not been updated since last year. Embarrassing, absolutely um, embarrassing. So uh, you guys know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's. I mean, I realize that I could do it, but I also have a podcast, so I'm telling you guys to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, this we're using the we're using the bully pulpit to make Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia, I understand, is editable by anyone, but I'm choosing not to do this and yeah. bring this to the forefront. If I I have to buy, I don't know if you've ever seen. There's a photo of like a um of a jacket that just and it on the back of it is written um i edit wikipedia articles and i have to i need to buy that jacket if i ever want to edit. i have um i've done some pretty extensive work on my high school's wikipedia page every every time i try to do something on my high school's wikipedia page they would they would revert someone would be like i think someone's messing with the school and they'd like revert it mm. even though i've added like okay but they didn't change they didn't change um what they haven't changed and i tried fixing it right once i tried fixing it just to see and they reverted it right the school like it um it gave how many square foot it was square feet it was and then it gave a conversion to square meters and the conversion was just sixty nine thousand square meters which is like obviously not like totally wrong like like not the correct thing it's got to be sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty square meters no it, wait it was i take it back it literally was it was it's something it like okay, something that's obviously a fake number. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have to uh, immediately start my side of the show, okay. Can I pull it up quickly? Can I pull it up quickly? Uh, I've been I've been trying to find some some stuff. I mean, obviously, I don't care now, but I was trying to find like some history stuff about my high school because okay, no, I wanted understand. to uh, like you know make it interesting because you never mm-hmm. really know about the history of your high school. But now I don't care. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the hard. This is why school will never get better because the people who are interested in changing it just graduate and leave. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, just removing people um, to uh, to prevent change from happening. Segue. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so on the twentieth, uh, February twentieth, that is uh, five days ago from recording. You may have noticed in the morning uh, some protesters out at the summit at Fritz Farm in front of the Whole Foods, right? You may ask yourself, well, what were they protesting, right? Well, they're protesting Amazon in support of the um, RWDSU, the Retail Wholesale and Department Store Union, because there is a um, uh, there is a Amazon plant in Bessemer, Alabama, that is um, uh, having an ongoing vote to unionize and to join 
um, the RWDSU. They're fighting the good fight. They're fighting the good fight. And this good fight hasn't been fought since 2014. Um, there has not been a un- vote to unionize at Amazon at an Amazon workplace until 2014. Bessemer is a majority black town. There's like 5,000 vote um, uh, workers at Amazon at the Amazon plant that are eligible to vote. Um, and uh, I-, I would say unsurprisingly, but honestly, it kind of shocked me, like just how like Machiavellian it all is. Amazon has been trying to prevent this, and they've been. Um, I just wanted to take this time to go to just sort of um, shine some light on this movement. For um, what could happen in Lexington. For what could happen in Lexington, because um, this is something I want the Dixie plant um, unionized. I want the GIF plant unionized. And, of course, I want the Amazon plant unionized, our, 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 our <laughs> titans of local business. Uh, Lexmark unionized. <laughs> Lexmark unionized. I, I, yeah, you know. So this is, you know, so this is what when you go to unionize in your workplace, no matter how big or small, you should try it. You'll face um, you'll face some things like this. Right. So the main Amazon message, right, um, that they're giving to their workforce is um, think about all the things you could spend instead of spending union dues. Right. They have these literal these cards in bathroom stalls that are talking about like, where will your dues really go to? Right. They're trying to, you know, um, you know, they're trying to, uh, uh, you know, claim that, you know, like these unions are like these like corrupt institutions, you know, and your union fees will just go to, you know, line some pocket of some, you know, you know, coastal union elite or whatever. I don't know. Really dumb. Um, Amazon has been doing these uh, impromptu mandatory trainings where they will pull people off the line and bring them to this training. And all they will do is um, is talk about how one where those fees will go. Couldn't you can't you imagine spending those fees on something else? Right. Um, And uh, they're also saying that if you unionize, it might threaten your job status, which is the illegal way of saying that we want to fire you if you unionize. Right. Uh. Um. Uh, they're offering a thousand dollar bonus to any worker that quits. Um, like absolutely insane. They're like for a thousand dollars, if you, you will quit, we will pay you a thousand if you quit and promise to never come back. Like absolutely insane. Um, they've been, okay, this is crazy. This is, this is where shit just starts getting wild. They like on the daily spam their own employees, text, um, text messages with shit saying like, um, quote protect what you have unquote um in regards to the union vote upcoming they also have been saying they've also been saying uh giving incorrect dates on the ballot deadline because it's a mail-in ballot and they're like they're like the they're saying um like oh yeah march march 1st is the deadline but in reality it's march 29th just really really fucked up stuff now this is crazy the county um, a, a traffic authority changed the oh, traffic light patterns. I heard about this. This is crazy. Outside of um, they, uh, so it makes it. They've increased. They've now have been. They're now giving preferential treatment to the Amazon parking lot, so workers aren't in line. So there's less opportunities for organizers to speak to workers. Right. Yeah, which is insane. Absolutely insane. Amazon, of course, has been doing shit like this since 2014. Um, but most most recently. Amazon has uh, convinced the U.S. Postal Service to install a mailbox um, on the site, right? Um, and, of course, union people are opposed to this because, of course, you can mail wherever, right, in Amazon. They don't want Amazon creating the impression that you have to vote at that mailbox or anything like that. And, of course, 
Um, it's a method of coercion, right? Because everyone knows that Amazon, the threat is that Amazon will be surveilling this mailbox and seeing who votes what. Um, but anyway, um, Amazon did try to do in-person voting um, the, with the National the National Labor Review Board. Um, even even those libs said uh, said no. You, they need to do a mail-in ballot. So thank God. Um, I'm hoping things work out well for them. Um, but that we had a little the Southern Workers Assembly had a little um, uh, sympathy protest out here in Lexington. Um, good so, on them. Good yeah, for them. good on them. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, Whole Foods is owned by Amazon, and don't shop at Whole Foods. Full stop. Just they, go to go to the co-op. Go, go to the Good Foods Co-op. Shop at the Good Foods Co-op. Don't shop anywhere else. I'm um I'm interested in wonder or interested in seeing like okay some some Marxist analysis here. Yeah, right. I forgot. Uh, this yes. is uh, this is why I have Aaron on. Aaron is our token Marxist. Um. Okay. So one of the one of the core things about Marxist theory or Marxism is that um in in capitalism. As a worker, you generate a certain amount of value for a company. So if you are an Amazon worker, by you doing the things that you need to do for Amazon, you have generated value for Amazon that is, that is quantified in money. Um, and you are, you are worth a certain number or a certain amount of money to Amazon based on your, on your labor. And they pay you um, when they when they pay you, they have to factor in different things like market forces and the price of labor. But to them, the price of labor is something that's already like factored in to uh, like their margins. Hmm. So like when um, when like if you are an Amazon worker. Um, and you work a certain amount of hours that's already like set um, as far as Amazon like is concerned so in order to make a profit from their operations Amazon has to quote has to I can't emphasize this enough take some of the value that you generated for them for themselves Mm -hmm. so it's not like uh, it's not like Amazon is like worth a whole bunch of money or anything. It's not like they can uh, you know like afford to uh, just take less of the labor that you gave them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of when they say like where's your where's your union dues gonna go? Where's your where's your excess labor value gonna go? Exactly. Um, and where's it going right now? All right. Um, after the after this little after the little theory interlude. Here's um, what you came here for, the news. Um, yesterday, Jif Peanut Plant just, just peeled off like a can, folks. The front um, brick facade, which is just a visual thing, behind it is just ugly cinder blocks. They put up brick to look nice, which I applaud. It does look nice. It fell. Or it did look nice. Yeah, keeping in theme with just infrastructure this last week, just crumbling. It just fell. Um and uh, not a single news source. No one I can, you know, short of uh, short of emailing those guys myself. Like I can't find I can't find out why. Um, uh, the answer is probably has something to do with water, um, and uh, adhesive. 
I think yeah, that's I, my guess. Coming from uh, coming from a computer engineering yeah. standpoint, Aaron is also our token STEM major. Yes, I would say it probably has something to do with the amount of uh, precipitation that we've gotten in Lexington recently, mm. combined with the amount of freezing and thawing that we have going on. As we all know, water expands when it's frozen. Ooh. Um, so there's probably some micro fractures already present in the wall, and uh, the addition of the snow and rain freezing uh didn't help that it compounded the uh all the different micro fractures and imperfections in that structure all right you you heard it here first folks probably water um <laughs> so uh next big thing of news right and this is uh um coming out of a committee meeting that was held yesterday um but the uh, Palmer Pharmacy, the historic Palmer Pharmacy, um, which uh, as of last tenants um, was the Catholic Action Center. And in 2015, the city took control of the building. Um, good on them. Uh, is finally getting some repairs, right? They're getting out the asbestos, which we love to see. Um, they're uh, fixing the roof leaks, which is good. Um, and hopefully they're getting out the racism. Um, is too that can be a that can be a sort of endemic problem that's to a, a building. That's a that's a deeper rooted issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we'll we'll get a little into that because this is um a little curious. So the guy who built this pharmacy um, is a black black man named Zerl A. Palmer, right? Um, and he uh big big player in Lexington history of desegregation. He was the um, first black man um, on the board of like many different Lexington institutions, including the UK Board of Trustees. Um, he opened his first store in 1951, um, and it was the only soda fountains that were that were that black people were allowed to go to. Soda fountains. Yeah, nice. back when pharmacies were like, oh, yes. yeah, the the origin of Dr Pepper. If I ever, if I had a time a machine and I went back into the 50s, right. Um, I don't know, like, politically what I would do to solve the problem, but the first thing I would do is go into, like, a soda fountain pharmacy and try to manually create a Dr. Pepper. Um, but anyway, um, so he eventually opened up another one on the east side, um, and this is the only surviving one, and this is on, uh, it's on 5th and something. I didn't write it down, I don't think. Nope, I'm an idiot. I didn't write it down, folks. Um, he, in 1966, he, uh, closed both of these in the East End and moved out to Georgetown Street, which is over, um, where, like, BCTC is now. Um, and then literally the KKK bombed it, and it sent him and his whole family to the hospital. And the asshole that did this only got 21 years for it. So. Only 21 years. Only 21 years for, um, bombing a historic black business. So anyway... Um, the true cost of this building, um, repair is probably a lot more than 30,000, um, sorry, 300,000, but at least we're fixing some of the more glaring issues. Um, and we're seeing some, uh, more, uh, city investment in, um, Northern Lexington communities. It's a, it's an important thing to invest in, in, uh, those, those places all over Lexington. Indeed. Um, and if that means we have to uh, municipalize every building, ah, sweetie, so be it. Um, so now we're into the meat of the thing. Now we're really on my beat here. There's been some committee meetings, right? Oh, no. And um, 
a disclaimer on this entire section. I wrote all of this like in the wee hours in the morning, folks. Um, and it was a. Uh, it's very mentally taxing to um, try and understand some of the bullshit that goes on here. Um, and for I, I was wa- I was watching the um, uh, yesterday's or sorry Tuesday's work session on February the twenty third, and but their packet had the meeting minutes for the ninth for um, two nine. February 9th work session, which was confusing. Um, so a brief recap uh, from the meeting minutes for 2-9, since I was looking at them, um, the zone hearing change, um, or sorry, the hearings for the zone change for those um, for those like larger houses out on Nicholsville Road, like between Southland and Central Baptist, um, where we want to move, where they're currently um, zoned R1C, which I, I don't know what that means. Um, but they're moving it to P1, which is professional office, right? They're moving it to something that's not just like a single family dwelling, right? And this has been um, uh, of some contention um, about the zoning change. Uh, many people have many things to say about it, and I will leave it at that. It's been postponed to March 16th and or the end of the state of emergency. So I imagine it will be get postponed again. Uh, Hannah Legree um, is going to put out a uh, residential parking permit program onto the 800 Providence Roadblock, which I didn't even realize was in her district. Um, it's the yeah, she has a weird district. Well, yeah, it's it's weird because um, you because I know like it's um it's on the other side of Tate's Creek Road and the other side of Cassidy. And when I hear that, I'm like District Five all the way, baby. That's the most dis- Providence Road is like the most District Five thing I could name you folks. But anyway, it's under Legree, and they're putting a resident parking permit probably to stop people from parking there for uk games because they're very close um and this is this is cute this is twee um Kloiber wants to uh have a, a tree protection ordinance um against utility um for utility companies so hopefully our tree canopies will be uh protected um you gotta you gotta have protection on your trees indeed well because the city likes just destroying so many um so many trees that and yeah. ice storms Indeed. Well, I mean, we can't. You know, the ice storms do as the ice storms um, want, but we're at nature's mercy here in Lexington. We really are. Um, okay, but now we're in the real work session. Oh, uh, um, on the twenty third of Feb, right? Some docket additions for the uh, um, actual city council meeting that's happening today. While almost while we're recording, after we're done recording this, we'll, there will be a city council meeting. But I don't think there's going to be anything new that I haven't covered here. I don't know. Um, I didn't. I didn't ask the city to schedule it like this. I would have done differently personally. They should start tailoring their meetings to my schedule um, because I'm a very busy person. They represent you, after all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, folks. They represent me. Um, anyway, Vice Mayor Kay um, is considering this resolution that other um, parts of Kentucky have adopted which is that um, any business that received payroll protection um, program loans can have that income um, deducted from tax uh, from their taxes, right? And this will result in a, a possible loss, um, a napkin math of a few million bucks for the city, right, um, for this next year, right? So the, um, the average loan for a business in Lexington um, received a PPP loan of about $100,000, which means that this motion would give would would deduct um, two thousand five hundred dollars from a business, right? Um, so they're adding this; it's passed unanimously. But my my question is like, folks, 
does it really does does two thousand five hundred dollars really ma- really make or break a business? Is a business really two thousand five hundred dollars away from just busting? Like, I feel like the city needs that money more than the businesses do. That's just my my humble opinion. Um, is that there's other there's we can we can use that money as to a like city continue to, existing. Yes, we can yeah. use that to uh, per, know, perhaps buy, yeah uh, buy uh, apartments. Yeah, from, we could uh, from landlords. Yeah, so seizing land. Mm-hmm. We could do some eminent domain on some apartments. We could do some eminent domain on some water companies, which we'll get to in a second. Oh no. Um. So, uh, James Brown pushed forward the Stockett edition. Um. I don't know if you've ever seen. If you've been on a, a true crime binge like I have recently, um, you'll notice that a lot of uh, body cam footage from police officers has this um really ugly like orange triangle. Um. Uh, symbol and it's the Axiom company that makes these body cameras. That's not ominous at all. It's it's oh it's ominous because now the city we're going for we are pursuing we need to renew we need to uh, update our contract to continue receiving cameras and so we are um, going to partner exclusively with Axiom body cameras um, for no more than a hundred and twenty thousand dollars to give these idiots body cams. Um, it will be a lot cheaper to simply fire them. Is all, that's all I'm saying, folks. Um, then you have to buy fewer body cams. Yeah. So when they went to vote on this, um, they're like, they're like all those in favor, and a bunch of people raise hand, but um, uh, but uh, Councilmember Worley didn't. Um, uh, and then when they said all those, like uh, all all those who vote no, he like like kind of raised his hand up, but it looked oh. like an accidental hand raise, like. Like, like adjusting I, his hair or something. Yeah, it was like, I couldn't tell. I don't think it was entered in the record, I, but I saw it, and I saw that look in his coward's face, right? And at first I thought, hmm, it is Worley based? And then I was like, well, so I went to his campaign website, and let me just read you a quote, and oh, I no. think you can make this one out for yourself, right? Quote, the people in the 7th District are concerned about property and violent crime in our neighborhoods, unquote. So um, I would say he is a very pro-cop. Um, and for any uh, further um, can any for any further re- for any further reasoning, if you're like, well, why are you so against this guy, right? What's so bad about him, right? Um, I will just say that um, uh, he is everything that's wrong with this city. Let me read you some of his endorsements, right? Ever um, the Fraternal Order of Police and um, uh, the uh, uh, Lbar people. I forget what that's short for, but the uh, Realtors. Um, and the uh, like, like local construction council thing. It was like, like tra- construction trades council. All these people support him, so he's a big, um, big uh, real estate pro cop guy um, from North Lexington or East Lexington. Um, so just be aware. Maybe not vote for him if he's your uh, district person in this upcoming election. But I was gonna say we finally have some some dissent. On yeah, one of these votes. Well, yeah. I, well, this is what you get in the work sessions. You do get some vo- no votes, right? Um, we're low on salt, folks. We, um, the salt is not coming in fast enough. We're not drinking enough liberal tears. <laughs> we are, we are good for one more major snow event, but if we have three in a row, we're like totally fucked. Um, when they were also talking about other things that they do, they were talking about the, um, upcoming anticipated, uh, city utility bill. Cause they do for like, for all their like electric and stuff like that. They do it all in one go. And they were talking about, um, how the city and this is I'm I'm not speaking sarcastically here. The city has to rent fire hydrants from the American Water Corp. The freaking Germans, the freaking Germans. 
Um, just let me just say this, folks. Um, you need to uh, ask your council person, will they authorize the Lexington police to physically and by force seize the American Water Corp and uh, municipalize it? The only good use for those police. The only good use, you know, like that's the thing, right? Like, like the poli- if the police are truly the um, the uh, the arm of the state, right, for a local government, why is the local government not doing anything good with them, you know? Why can't we use it to, like, you know, hold, you know, the people that control our water supply at gunpoint and be like, hand over the keys, buddy. It's ours now. They've got our, they've got those reservoirs on Richmond Road. Uh, exactly. Hostage. Well, I mean, they have the uh, the biggest thing the American Water Corp has hostage is, of course, the um, Jacobson Park. Yes. We lease Jacobson Park from the American Water Corp. And apparently, and I don't understand this logic, but apparently they are if we try to municipalize them they will they will revoke um our lease on jacobson park and i was like i was like you're not you're misreading the argument sir we're physically seizing this land from you this is ours now yeah you can't see you can't revoke the jacobson park thing because we will just simply take it from you right like it's so goofy um but whatever uh ask your council members to support this and if not vote for people that do um, anyway, we're moving on to the council reports, right? Um, so the big, big talk on the street um, is uh, is the um, uh, the uh, what I'm trying to say here. Take HR complaints. H- yeah, I'm just it's just a it's just a live podcast. Take your time, folks. Um, the, uh, the they're trying to look trying to take a look at HR complaints and stuff like that again um, because of all the many complaints that Officer Middleton raised during his. Um, uh, sham trial where they fired him for um, simply, you know, um, siding with not the monsters, right? It's a kangaroo court. It's a kangaroo court. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Vice Mayor K wants to take another look at it, and we'll get to more of that later. Um, uh, this is now, this is premium. Worley speaks up again. Oh no. Hey guys. I'm sorry I wasn't at the disciplinary meeting where we voted to convict the guy, even though it means a lot to me. I wish I could have sent that fuck. You know, I wish I could have fired that guy. I just hate him irrationally for some reason. Don't know why. Um, and uh, the reason I was gone is that I was traveling and then the um, the snow made it difficult to get back. So I was traveling in a pandemic. And as a result, I was unable to make it back in time for my Zoom meeting. With, the, um, with with my job yeah well for for my job that i work for i was too busy traveling yeah really the, the ted cruz approach yeah it, it truly truly it, i i've like in one work session i've gone from not knowing who this guy is to just like hating him um truly beautiful right um Plowman, um is recusing herself from the blackburn hearing um because her family stands to benefits we'll get into the blackburn in a second i tweeted about it late late at night last night i'm a link to it uh the uh blackburn development is a zoning in change where they're going to change the zoning from like r3 to r5 um but once again r5 zoning isn't good in lexington it still requires like setbacks and shit like that real stupid which one is like multifamily residential i don't know i you think you think i'm the zoning guy Mm um i don't know uh, I'm sure. I'm sure someone um, will. Uh, someone on the Twitter will let us. I'm know. sure some uh, people that know zoning are just like it, chomping at the bit to tell to like. It's yeah. Like, oh, you want to hear about zoning? Yes, I do. Um, please tell us about zoning. Please tell us about zoning. Um, Lexlandpod at gmail dot com. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, 
But anyway, uh, Old Frankfurt Pike is now a scenic byway, folks. Thanks, Federal Housing or Federal Highway Administration. Like, congrats. There's not a whole lot of scenic byway out there, folks. Um, so, like, that's something. That's the Plumman um, update. Uh, and then this is, who, folks, blood's boiling. Um, so, Liz Sheehan, um, or Liz Sheehan. There you go. Yeah, Liz Sheehan comes on, and she's like, me and Councilmember Lamb um, are working on a, um, a resol an ordinance about LGBT um, youth mental health and stuff like that. And everyone was like, this is good. Everyone on the council was like, this is a good one. This one, like, line up to shoot it. No one's opposed to this, right? Fucking everyone's it, my, the, the ultimate asshole. This is the guy who was complaining, who was doing the noise complaints about the high school um, from a few episodes back. Fred Brown. Not only does he vote no, but he like holds his hand up to the camera and like makes it like very visibly obvious that he is voting no against wanting against wanting to um, uh, care about the mental health of our LGBT youth. Um, so if anyone wants to like, you know, um, put in a good word with Satan um, for when that guy goes to hell, like go for it. You we've know? got so we've got Preston Worley and James Brown. Preston Worley and James Brown. Um, uh, if you live in those districts, fine. Vote for someone districts else. Districts one and seven. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Councilmember McKern is also um, was there to tell us that not only is the Blackburn hearing good, it's also March second at five p.m. Something I didn't know. So um, I'm trying to think when we record next. I think it will be before or after. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know there is there is calendar an, reading is not my strength. Yeah, folks. there's an interesting uh, there's an interesting session on um, I think transportation on the fourth of March mm. on Facebook Live. Okay, um, but I don't think you have to have a Facebook for that. But that is next Thursday, so um, the fourth is next Thursday. All right, um, so we will we will get to talk about the Blackburn hearing then the next episode. Okay, anyway, James Brown, our boy. Um, uh, comes up and um, he and they start talking about the um, the HR complaints and stuff and then they all they all keep talking about vague and vague terms collective bargaining right and I the entire time I'm like trying to sit there and I'm like collective bargaining with who because they don't say which union they're bargaining with and after a little while it becomes it clear it becomes kind of clear to me that they're talking about the um, police union. Oh, the, um, the cult. Yeah. It was the police union. Yeah. Well, let me say this again, once again, folks. The cops have figured out that unionization is, like, an incredibly powerful tool, right? The cops get everything they want because they have a union, right? So maybe put two and two together, folks. Um, uh, so now we're moving on to the um, Budget, Finance, and Economic Development Committee. Um, a few things to share from there is that the um, new housing rental assistance program is just called the Housing Stabilization Program. Started February 1st. It's going to December 31st. We have $9.6 million of federal government funding. We have to use all of it before December 1st or we lose it. Um, uh, so this is like the um, the uh, it's a little more means testy here. Um, the. Uh, it needs to have less than 80%. You need to have less than 80% area median income, which is less than 65,000 a year if you have a, if you're a family of four. You need to qualify for unemployment or have lost household income um, as a result of COVID-19 
and any household at, household at risk of homelessness due to eviction or past due notice or unhealthy living conditions. All these people, all these people count for it. So far, um, only uh, the there is um, almost thirteen hundred people have initially applied for this. Um, they can do it infinitely. There's no cap on the amount of times they can apply for it. Um, so that you can keep applying for it for the whole year, I believe. Um, there's more information about that if you know where to look um, on uh, like relevant government websites. Um, and there's been talks about trying to make this more aware to like your average Lexingtonian, so you don't have to hear it from two idiots on a podcast. That's right. Um, I think it's on the um, it's on Lexington.gov. LexingtonKY.gov. LexingtonKY.gov. Yeah, it's an important distinction. Um, um, yeah, uh, but I mean, if you need rental assistance and you're listening to podcasts, like, ha 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 ha, I don't know why I'm I don't know why I'm laughing at welcome you. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I like, just welcome to the. <laughs> it's hot. We all need rental assistance here, folks. Um, anyway, the uh, they talked about the Palmer. They talked for a while about the Palmer Palmer Pharmacy, but um, Beth Musgrave, our Lord and Savior, already covered that, and I already talked about it earlier. Um, and they're once again talking about how are we going to assist our small businesses, right? And you got the neoliberal disease back in everyone's head for this one. How are we going to assist our petty bourgeois? Because they're like, how are we going to assist the small businesses, right? I like, they're like, they're like, well, I like the forgivable loan thing because it makes them feel like they're not getting a handout. Like, who cares what they feel like? They need assistance. Like, I, it's so insane to me. Like, and the business owners will agree. They're like, I don't want handouts. Like, why not? Huh? Why do you not want a handout? Dummy? Like, you, <laughs> why are you not running a business, like, to make money? Like, it's, I can't, I don't know. It's so, um... But the primary goal of this is that they want to make sure that n more jobs aren't lost. And in fact, um, if more jobs can come back, they can. Um, uh, Councilmember Maloney um, literally said, um, I want to help the people who need it and not have any loop loopholes like last time. Um, and of course, this is the age old debate about means testing, right? Oh, God. Um, who cares if the people that don't need it get it? If it's all if it's all local small businesses, then like who cares, right? Doing spending the time the means testing means uh, you know days without people getting those money. I don't know. It's so dumb. Um, I went. It was like almost three a.m. at this point, folks, and I went on over to the transportation policy committee, which also happened on Only Thursday. Only good things can come out of this. I, I didn't make it far. I couldn't. I was like, I they were they started. Uh, uh, there was one good quote because there was a guy who was retiring on it, and there was a good quote which is quote us planners want to think twenty to thirty years into the future unquote. Which um, I had to laugh because like you realize this, like I need I need my planners thinking like a century in advance. I'm like not, I don't know I don't maybe I'm asking for too much, but like they're like they were they were they said twenty and thirty years into the future like it was a big number. And I'm like, have you, are you familiar with like the geologic timescale of society? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just so funny that like even the, even planners thinking they're, you know, going long with it are still, you know, 20, 30 years is like not that long. Folks. Thinking, thinking 20, 30 years in the future is exactly how you end up with the Brent Spence bridge. Yes, literally. Um, uh, and then they just started talking about highway stuff. And I, I here, let me just read you this bullet point from the agenda word for word. It's 3 a.m. They're talking about highways. I think it's time to go to sleep now. Um, and with that, I uh, don't think I have anything else to say. I think it's time to end side A. Yeah, I yield my time.
You guys are listening to The Lame. This week we are the Lexington uh, Asymptotic Marxist Experience. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at LamePod, and you can email us your questions, comments, concerns, city council minutes. Please send us some city council minutes to LexLamePod at gmail.com. As always, you can leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, although if you still want to call it iTunes, that's fine. And uh, leave us leave us some feedback. Give us some give us some reviews on iTunes. That'd be nice. Um, and uh, even if it's like one star, let us know. And um, yeah, share this with uh, all your friends. Send it to your mom. Send it to uh, people at city council. Maybe they'll uh, listen to this. And uh, with that, I think we are done with the middle, and we shall go on to part B. the middle done all right the jenry has returned from <sighs> okay all right gently i ah oh, fuck okay my like my legs were not asleep right but <laughs> like my it my whole body just hurts like my joints are my joints and muscles are just aching instead welcome back to lame yeah the lexington asymptotic Marxist experience. This is side B. Yeah. I'm Aaron, and I'm Jenry. What do we have for side B today? Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna be doing some uh, looking into the future mm. uh, and seeing how much of our job we have cut out for us uh, <laughs> in the coming in the coming years. Uh, mostly in the coming next year. Um, yeah, first, 2021. Clean yes. as a whistle. 2021 is interesting. 2022 is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but first, we are going to go over uh, something that you would think some people would know, uh, but not a lot of people do, is uh, kind of a, not really a list show, this is not a clip show or anything like that, it's a list, and we're going to do some explaining, some demystifying of things that are happening in uh, state and local governments, in case uh, you don't know. All right, hit us. Um, and, and national. Um, because I, I, you know, I always think about the, uh, the Kentucky theater story you tell every now and then where, where, where not even the people that run the Kentucky theater know, <laughs> not even, not even, yeah, not even they know not, like, not, who's, not, who I, the mayor is. I, mean, I was like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. My friends outside of the Kentucky yeah. theater. I thought we were talking, I, there was a separate Kentucky theater story oh, where no. I was speaking literally to Fred Mills, um, uh, the 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 uh, the um, runner, the the head of the uh, whole um, day-to-day operation of the Kentucky Theater, and I'm like, Fred, who owns this place? And um, Mr. Mills said, uh, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, there's technically a committee. There's technically some sort of tra- I don't know. Um, you know, generally some version of the city owns it, but like, I don't know. it's also confusing. So. Please demystify us. Some. All right. So we're going to start out with some obvious ones. Um, we we live or we like to think that we live in a democracy. 
we have a uh, we have some we have some people to represent us at the federal level. You might have heard of them. Uh, we have Mitch McConnell, who elected in 2020, a very stunning victory over Amy McGrath. Yeah, he earned every vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand Paul uh, got elected in 2016, yeah. most popular man in the state. Um, and then in the House, we have Andy Barr representing. Hey. Our Andy district. Barr famously famously clinched this um, most recent election um, by capitalizing on his wife's sudden death. Yes. Um, so that's kind of very brief federal. You guys know who Joe Biden is, obviously. Um, states, you know, we have our governor and in, in the executive branch, Andy Bashir. Uh-huh. You know him. Um, now, here's someone you might not be familiar with. Who 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 is the lieutenant governor? Do you know? It's Jacqueline Coleman. Yes. All right. Um, All right. Okay. I'm scared is, that I'm getting quizzed what is, now. What does the lieutenant governor do? Um, it, about as much as like a vice president does, right? I mean, yeah, they have some they have some duties outlined in the uh, Kentucky Constitution, uh, which I thought were interesting. So, um, as lieutenant governor, you are the vice chair of two committees: the State Property and Buildings Commission and the Kentucky Turnpike Authority. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Interestingly enough, you're also a member of several boards um, as uh, as vice or not vice mayor as uh, lieutenant governor, Kentucky Council of Agriculture, Southern Growth Policies Boards, um, some interstate parks commissions. Uh, interestingly enough, the Tennessee Tom Bigby Waterway Development Authority. Amen. The Interstate Water Sanitation Control Commission and the Kentucky Mining Advisory Council. And you also get to appoint one member of the Public Officials Compensation Commission. All right. So that's uh, that's a, an overview of our executive branch. We have other people there in the cabinets, Jim Gray, you know, but I didn't do research into our into our secretaries because there's a lot of them. Yes. Um, legislature, you guys may have heard of these people. We have um, in the state Senate, the guy who represents uh, our part of Lexington, Reggie Thomas. Mm-hmm. What a What a dude. Uh, previous, I think in his bio, he was a theater, theater kid, oh yeah, a theater major or something like that. Terrifying. Um, we have uh, South Lexington, Alice Foggy Kerr, Forgy Kerr, um, and North Fayette County, Winchester, and interestingly enough, Mount Sterling. Um, very very weird, very weird outlines. Mysterious, here the, mysterious borders. Who knows how they yeah. how they got that way? We folks. have Ralph Alvardo, mm-hmm. Alvarado. Uh, and then Alvarado. Tom, Tom, yeah, Alvarado, Tom Buford, and Nicholasville, Harrodsburg, mm-hmm. Lancaster. Yes, uh, that's your state senators, leaders of the Senate. You guys know uh, a few of these people. These are some recurring characters that we mentioned on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the president of the Senate, Robert Stevers, mm-hmm. uh, menace to yeah. society all i mean everyone almost everyone on this list is a menace to society <laughs> yes uh, the, the majority leader who used to be my senator thomas mm. massey dude evil uh and the minority leader is ray jones the second jeez we have uh in the house who represents uh our district here in lexington kelly flood uh-huh uh there's also ruth ann palumbo george brown jr Joe Gravis, or Gravis, Susan Westrom, and Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't, I can't attest to literally any of these people's characters. Um, I am immediately distrustful of people in state legislature because they hold all the keys to the kingdom. They really do. Um, and basically, if I remember correctly, like Kelly Flood, um, 
like literally was only only got the seat because there was no one running for the Democratic ticket. And someone's like, oh, man, someone's got a file. And she's like, I guess I will. And I can't. It's so dumb. This these it, it makes you wonder how easy it is to get in the state legislature. I, it's all about picking a it's all about living in a district that doesn't have competition, really. Mm. Right. The last thing any of these fuckers want to do is to actually run a campaign, which I agree with. Running a campaign is like that's hard. It's one of the most like humiliating things you can do to yourself. Like it's truly it's it, I, I, campaigning is the reason I'll never seek public office. I fucking hate it. Um, in our leadership in the in the Kentucky State House, we have the Speaker David Osborne, the Majority Leader John Carney, and Minority Leader Joni Jenkins. Mm. Can any high schoolers out there get like um, credit for their? Can this count as their civics class? Because I feel like I'm in civics. Uh, well, this is the civics part of the show. Mm. Oh, well, that is true. Yeah, we do our whole podcast. Never mind. The whole a, podcast is. God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. And then, of course, we have we have the judiciary, um, and these are this is the most mysterious branch of the Kentucky government. It's the most mysterious <laughs> branch of every government, honestly. Like, it. Uh, and in in more ways than one, too. Yeah. Um, we have on the Supreme Court. Um, this is an order of uh, most important to least important in terms of judicial uh, importance. Interesting. Supreme Court. Uh, there are seven members. And it's a district base. Lexington is in the fifth district. Mm -hmm. Apparently, we just don't know how old these people are. What do you mean? Because I'm looking, I'm looking at these people's like entries on Wikipedia, uh -huh. and they don't, they don't have their ages on the uh, on the Kentucky legislature uh, website. Uh, but they Wikipedia have... editors of Kentucky, we gotta, we gotta get okay, on this. Like, now you go to the go right now, listener to the Kentucky Supreme Court page on Wikipedia and there will be the all the members of the Supreme Court where they what law school they went to where they where they hail from mm -hmm. and their age yeah and we don't know how old some of them are some of them will say 60 or 61 that's awesome some of them will say 58 or 59 and some of them are just question marks well, the, wiki, the it was a very frustrated Wikipedia editor that was they, they're like they couldn't find the lead. They couldn't figure out who how old these guys were. In, I in understand the it. 2021, the year of our Lord, we don't know how old our Supreme Court justices are. Well, Wikipedia doesn't know how old. I'm sure we could do some digging. I'm sure, I'm sure we could ask them. But it's it's really funny. Yeah, it's that's just a, a, a comic thing. I thought it was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, we're also in the fifth appellate district. Mm -hmm. Um the district and circuit courts, which are lower, were in the 22nd district, mm. and Fayette County is just its own thing. Yes. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful. And then narrowing our scope now to the city, you guys know a recurring antagonist here on the podcast, Mayor, Mayor Linda Gordon. Mayor Linda Gordon. Mayor, Mayor Linda Gordon. Mayor. <laughs> Mayor. Uh, <laughs> She's, it's Mayor Linda Gordon. Yeah. Uh, she was elected in 2018. Uh, we have so in city council. Let's take a step back here, okay, for a second. You have in in the late 1900s, we had the great merger of the Lexington. That's such a what a way to call it. <laughs> what a way, what a way what a thing to say. <laughs> the, the county and city government merged in 1970 something. We had the we had the great conjoinment. 
Yes, the 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 merged in, government in the late twentieth century. Mm-hmm. Gee, why why are you giving such epic? This is not a this is not a. Uh, feel like I'm reading like and a we, fantasy novel. And we and we created the political powerhouse and <laughs> institution. Our listeners' time is very precious. Lexington, Lexington Fayette Urban County government. <laughs> yes, and so as a result, you have there are twelve districts. There are three at-large representatives, and there is one mayor. At any given time, you theoretically have, other than the mayor, you have four people representing you. Am I counting that? Yeah, four people. Yes. You have the three at-large people that represent the entire county, mm-hmm. plus your district counselor. Yes. Now, and the, 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 the most popular at-large person is also the vice mayor. Yes. This it's is. kind of a, a like early days of U.S. electoralism, where the person who got the second most electoral votes became the vice president. I love it. I think we should return to mm-hmm. it. Um, so we have Mayor Linda Gordon. I guess, yeah, I said that right. Maya. 2018. <laughs> Maya. Uh, we have our at-large counselors, Mike Mike K., which I, for some reason, typed as Mike May, but he's Mike K. Mike K.? K? Are you sure it's not Steve K.? Am I losing my mind here? Unless I'm just like... Com- Take a break from this podcast. I can't... My phone's not working. Look this up. Unless I'm just like completely, completely losing myself. I went on uh, LexingtonKY.gov. Uh-huh. LexingtonKY.gov. And I get webpage not available. Jeez. Um, this internet out here sucks, folks. It really does. Okay, yeah. Are we... Which Steve K sounds correct, although I, you know, I typed this. Yeah, I, I, um, I need to check this document. The government. I have Mike May, which is I know not correct. Um, so let's go to council members. Yeah, you really wrote down Mike May. Steve K. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I must have been having a stroke. So we have Steve, Steve K is our vice mayor. <laughs> Chuck Ellinger the second is one of our at large, mm-hmm. and then Richard Maloney is another at large. Mm-hmm. In order of city council district from 1 to 12, yes, we have James Brown, Josh McKern, Hannah Legree, Susan Lamb, Liz Sheehan, David Kloiber, bad. Preston Warbley, bad. Fred Brown, bad. Super bad. Whitney Baxter, uh, I'm just going to say bad. Amanda Mays Bloodzo, Bloodzo. She's yeah. fine, I guess. Jennifer Reynolds, I, one of my own. Kathy Plowman, um, on thin ice, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's kind of. Those are those are your representatives. Yes. If you're in Lexington, if you're not in Lexington, uh, I don't know. Look it up. Yeah. Wherever you live, you should um, you should try and know who's going to appear on your ballot and who's to vote for. Mm -hmm. That being said, currently living out in Lancaster, I have not a clue. Um, (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Lexington is my city. Uh, I have. And speaking of speaking of elections. So um, we're on the we're on the state election board office the other day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at came across a very curious realization that that every three years there's just no elections. Yes, which so I thought was crazy. 2021, uh, thank God we're getting a break. From- 2021, um, I'm hoping to be uh, the best October of my life. Finally, no elections to ruin me. Um, not any of that stuff. No yard signs. Although some of the yard signs are nice. I like the uh, designs. Elysian, eh. the first time she ran, had awesome yard signs. Mm-hmm. She had like mini signs that went on top of the yard oh, signs nice. that like explained why this person was voting for her. Like what the issue they were voting on. It was That's cool. cool. Yeah, no, it was all right. I like the handle agree yard signs. Yeah, I was not crazy about it. Uh, they were fine. Um, um, better than the woman that was running against her. 
Mm. I don't know anything about her, but I'm just like, like I don't know. I I pick the devil that I know, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so as a result, 2022, 2022, ladies and gentlemen. You thought, okay, so you thought 2020 was bad. Because it was a presidential election You know, it's year. bad. Like, we do... Everyone keeps being like, oh, this is the most important election of our time. But 2022 shaking up to be, like, the Thunderdome of all elections, is, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Um, everything you never wanted and more. Literally no one is safe. Every position in city government, every state position... Almost every state position. Yeah, almost every... The governor and the president are getting our our, our saving. Our, our executives are spared. Right. Um, someone's going to try and uh, challenge um, Rand Paul. Yes. So, yeah, going into that, in the U.S. Congress, stand with Rand. He's going, <laughs> he's going down. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people are like, is Rand Paul going to run again? And a lot of people are like, no. Because, really? Because Rand Paul, if you remember, he was the one who proposed a two-term limit on senators. Uh, so if he's being logically consistent, no, he won't. What are you talking then about? Then he probably will not run again. No, it, <laughs> if this guy, if he doesn't run again, it would be the biggest mistake of his political career. This man, I cannot stress, the most popular politician in the state. You got to stand with Rand. Out of the people that actually vote in in the state of Kentucky, which is all those filthy Western Kentuckians, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah, crazy me. about these Rand Paul types. And he lives in Western Kentucky with them. Yeah, exactly. Um, all evil. Hopefully, hopefully challenged by Charles Booker. Although we'll that see. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, we, um, I hope I hope Charles Booker shows up somewhere. I saw in the on the the Wikipedia page for the Senate election, which already exists for, yeah, this, well, for in, in Kentucky. Kentucky would hope um, is that Charles Booker is listed as a potential. Uh, challenger and the only ca- actual challenger to Rand Paul. Good. I um, hope. I hope the uh, National Democratic Party just doesn't just keeps their hands away from this one. They're not going to. Yeah, you of course they. Don't, <laughs> don't obs- fool yourself. Uh, the Democrats are obsessed with making sure Republicans keep power in this state. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Republicans keeping power, Andy Barr is going to be up for re-election. God, every every two years we every do this tango. Years. Will we? Can we finally find someone good enough to run against Andy Barr? He shouldn't be this hard to beat, folks. We tried Amy McGrath. Yeah, we and that Josh didn't work. Hicks. Josh Hicks, but just insurance lawyers don't work. People who aren't actually like state, like like any know anything about the law don't work. Fighter pilots, Marines, and moms don't work. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe a mom could work, but um, you have to be other things than just a mom. Yes, we have the Kentucky State Legislature. Um, I mean, those are, at least in the House, that's always, that's every two years. So yeah. all of the people I said before. Yeah. In the Senate, it's only the even districts mm-hmm. in, in 2022. And we're, 20, we're District 22? We are, no, we are an odd district, but I don't oh. remember which district. Uh, oh, but well. our boy Reggie Thomas is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I expect, Aaron, I expect you to be doing a um, full, full as, as the time's going on, we got to, we got to get, we got to get really zero in on the state legislature people. We got to yes. get the house of the house in in Lexington. We got to keep our and eyes that, on this. That one. all relies on you, the listener, because if you, the listener, share this with all of your friends, family, and colleagues, yeah. we can reach a, a follower base where we can plausibly get media passes. That's the important for, thing, right? For the for the state legislature. Now, I don't care if you like 
us. I don't care if you feel, I don't know, I don't care if you wouldn't normally share podcasts with other people or whatever. But we got to get our numbers up, folks. Not for, not for the mad money that's in podcasting, not for our own egos, but I need those media passes. <laughs> the, yeah, the money is irrelevant. And just, yeah, this is my, this is my call to action to the listener. We need media passes. Mm-hmm. Spread Please. the show around. Share, Give us good reviews. You know, for quality. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say quality, but hey, uh, I side A is a quality <laughs> production. Um, side B, make of it what you will. Side, yeah, side B, make of it what you will. Share with your friends who aren't in Lexington, right? Maybe you just have some people mm-hmm. that are interested that, are, that maybe got some nerds that like buses and be some, like, oh, ooh. I have a podcast for you. Some Lexington expats. Yeah. Um, or just some, yeah, some numtots. Yeah, just, just, just like get some Californians to listen to the podcast. Please. Right? Lexington Virginians, maybe? Yeah, we could build some uh, Lexington solidarity. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that. so, yeah, that's pretty much the state uh, legislature. Now the judiciary, we've got the Court of Appeals and the circuit judge. Mm-hmm. And these guys... They only get elected, like, very infrequently. Yes. Um, and so this is kind of a big deal for those. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, we have county officers, which um, in, obviously, Lexington also mm-hmm. are the city officers. Yes. Um, so magistrates, commissioners, county clerk, county attorney, jailer, coroner, surveyor, PVA, and sheriff mm-hmm. will all be up for grabs. Constable McNabb. Your ass is grass. We're coming for you. <laughs> Don't think I've forgotten, Constable McNabb. I know you're out there. That's right. Um, and in Lexington, you thought we were you thought we were done with no. uh, with all this stuff in in 2021. Well, in 2022, we have the mayor. Yes, folks. We have Ev- all of the all at twelve. Large. Everyone, everyone in Lexington must go. Uh, <laughs> all of all of the at large representatives who have, I believe, four year terms. Yes, um, this is true. Uh, so this is the um, the at large elections, right? You will get like six people to pick from, and you have to vote for three of them, right? So you get to pick and choose and play who you vote for for your at large, right? So have to so get creative with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do some research. We'll be doing some research. We'll tell yeah. you what to think and who to vote for. Exactly. We're be influencing the vote. We are looking at the elections in 2022 ahead because, you know, at, at its heart, this podcast is politically motivated, right? And we need to install as many lame loyalists in city government if we have any hope of saving the city before the um, before the, uh, the climate change and uh, the hands of capital just kill us all. If we if we want to counteract the plague of civic elects slowly slowly, <laughs> slowly tightening its strangle on city government, we need to act now. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of civic elects, Hannah Legree and Liz Sheehan's seats. Will be up for grabs as well as all of the all of the. I like how you brought <laughs> all of all of the other seats will be uh, up I'm, for grabs too. Yeah, like I'm specifically very... Hannah Legree and Delicia. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be up for re-election. <laughs> so I'm re- I'm really curious to talk about um, what, what I'm, I'm really I'm really curious if um, uh, Bill Farmer Jr. is going to go for any of these positions. Like Ooh, maybe he's make a comeback. Like like is he going to come back for his seat? against Sheehan or and this could be wild folks is he gonna go for the mayorship is he gonna go or is he gonna go at large I mean that's Ooh. the thing right because uh, the other thing is like there's some sort of like um there's this like sense of turf like oh you don't want to run against like 
because you know because they're all we're all friends here is the vibe that city council gives so you don't want to we're, like, we're a a partisan yeah because we're not partisan we're all friends here folks right so that's why like when jake gibbs died everyone went to file for district three right because you know there was no there was suddenly no bad blood about running against jake gibbs because he was dead um so you know um maybe we should normalize um running against people in city government right and um we should all hold our candidates to higher levels right yes can so, people in city government such as hannah legree Liz sheehan possibly also preston worley fred brown <laughs> james james brown you just keep it <laughs> just to name it just just as an example just to name a just few people we talk about um will we finally depose whitney baxter whose sole credentials is just being in real estate I, um, my my uh, predicted uh, just absolutely most chaotic outcome would be a vie for a vie for District Five, three <laughs> three way split between Liz Sheehan, Linda Gordon, and Bill Farmer. That would be insane. If uh, why, wait, why would why would Linda run for District Five? Because I don't know. Because she lives in it. But she's running for mayor again. Well, yeah, but that would just be funny if she ran would, for if she if she if she. If she like I wish away from I, I wish she wasn't mayor. Um, <laughs> you know, like let me say this, Lexington, you made the right choice last mayoral election. We should never vote a cop in to be mayor, right? But this next time around, maybe we can get some. Uh, we'll be taking a close look at the primary field for mayor because there might be some uh, better candidates out there than uh than old Linda, literal landlord who refuses to halt evictions, right? Precisely. Yeah, registered Republican Linda Gordon. Um, not that we, not that we want to bring partisan politics into this. Because you know, at its at its fundamental level, everyone in city council is friends with each other. Yes, at a we fundamental all... letter level, it's a club that you're not in, folks. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's about it's about finding the people who are willing to bring you in on the club. Like well, that's why I like Legree and Sheehan because they at least uh, they at least seem to care about letting people in on the club, right? Whereas um, like you know, Brown. Ellinger, um, those folks, they would, they could see you die, right? I mean, yeah, James, James Brown will just yell at you for uh, We're constructing. Ta- okay, no, there's Fred Brown. Fred, Fred Brown is the guy we hate. James oh, Brown Fred is Brown. cool. Okay, never mind. Okay. There's two Browns. There's two Browns. It's very confusing. One of them is like the worst, and one of them is fine. Okay, so um, Fred Brown will yell at you. Fred, for, uh, Fred, for the Fred, schools. Fred Brown, literal homophobe, and proud about it. Um, versus James Brown, like you know. A progressive, mm, so, um, yeah, if which you, I say tendency. If you live in District Eight, you know what to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, that's just the long, long look at the head. That's uh, uh, the future roadmap for what we've got going on here at Lame HQ. The Lame Election Desk is is gearing up for what is going yeah. to be a an insane year. Yeah, we're clearing all the dust off of it from Check It two months ago that's so, right <laughs> the lame election desk is getting constructed <laughs> yeah we we're gonna we're, we're gonna take it. a we're gonna take a trip out to the lows after this one and uh, that's right build a desk which um by the way guys um if you want to just like you know put some money in like an envelope and send it my way so i don't have to sit on the we floor have, oh my god we have chairs coming they're on the way <laughs> They're not coming soon enough. I just heard my neck make some horrible popping noise that I've never heard before, and I know it's because my it's so bad to lie on the ground. I just feel oh, oh. And on that note, <laughs> it's happened again. Yes, you've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. It happens every week, right? I mean, it happens I... every week. 
We, we would like to extend our sincerest gratitude to our executive producer, Charlie Carey. Charlie, um, love the hustle you put in for this week. Um, happy to happy to see you next week for another one. Yes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though Andy Bashir calls for snap elections in July... <laughs> whenever he hears us say it this is lame <laughs>